0: Good morning, everybody. Welcome in. Miller and Condon. Miller and Kuiper on a uh, Monday. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 on the FM dial. Trent Condon and Ken Miller, we're with you for the next couple of hours. Appreciate you spending some of that uh, period of time here with us here this morning. BMW Des Moines guest list. Speaking of that NFL draft, and we'll do a lot of that this week, bottom of the hour, Frank Schwab from YahooSports.com will join us. We'll get a good segment with Frank on the draft some of the uh, goings on in football sports gambling still don't understand why we can't bet on that darn thing in the state of Iowa but uh can't have everything right and we do have sports wagering we just don't have uh events like that available uh, at
1: least yet thought it was going to happen this year but it didn't and the individual player props for right. in-state guys that's bigger to me yeah than I agree these ones nope, totally agree with you if I had a choice what I could choose to have yep I'd rather be able to bet on that as opposed to who wins the Heisman. Yeah, Goodson,
0: Brees, Hall on Saion day, right? How good would that be? Well, I don't know why, but uh, it uh, didn't come up again in this uh, legislative session. They Anyways, do have some
1: bigger things out
0: there. I, yeah, there probably are. Yeah. Probably are. Uh, Frank Schwab, our only guest in the first hour of the program, Monday at eleven o five. Matt Snyder from CBS He covers Major League Baseball. He will join us in his normal spot here uh, as we talk. We uh, re- recap the weekend and maybe look ahead a little bit to the week of Major League Baseball. What an incredible weekend uh, in baseball! We'll get into that at some point. Going back. The Friday with the Grom, who it just amazes you. Just absolutely amazing. Uh, unbelievable. Cole versus Bieber. And the Padres and the Dodgers was phenomenal theater last night. So we'll do that with Matt Snyder and then Scott Dockerman from The Athletic. A lot of, yeah, I'm sure we'll get to the Hawkeyes because that is his beat. But at the same time, Doc was part of, um, there was two uh, college football panels put together. The Pros of Expanding the the College Football Playoff, that came out, I want to say Friday. And then this morning, kind of looking at it the other way, what will that do to college football? And another group of athletic reporters uh, took that side of the debate. Both of them made some, I, I thought, some terrific points. So Doc will join us on that and other things at about 11.30.
1: Haven't taken a look
0: at either of those pieces Very yet. Very well written. Yeah. Some good points on both sides. Um, it's going to happen. It's not going to happen this year, maybe next year, more likely 2024, but, uh, we shall see. And what's that going to do? But we'll talk about that with Scott at 1130, the two really, really good reads. Credible weekend. Baseball was off the charts. Mm-hmm. We have arrived at the midway point of the off season <laughs> in football because August is kind of like we're here. Yeah. We right, don't have yeah. games, but we've got training cat. We have preseason NFL but the two needle movers are back on the practice field after having their media days with uh, with their respective conferences. So uh, we got through February, March, and April. May, June, and boom, into July, we've got football. So we're at the halfway point. I think the draft's going to be phenomenal. I think there's some teams that are sitting in great, great spots. Uh, Miami being maybe one of those ones that's getting a little bit overlooked. Your twins are struggling. Oh, yes, they the are. The Cubs have been good and bad. Uh, White Sox kind of spinning their wheels a little bit. The Royals are having a good go of it. Uh, what else? The Cardinals are kind of spinning their wheels yeah. a little
1: bit. Outside of the Royals, it feels like kind of everybody here. Yeah, the Royals are kind of Midwest. carrying the yeah. torch of the regional teams, aren't they? So, are you buying? On the Royals? It's 20 games in. All right, so we are. What are you trying to sell me, first of all, before I'm buying? We're eighth, uh, eighth of the way through the yep. season. Is this a team that is going to still be there when we get to September? And we stop paying attention to baseball. <laughs> well, that's not true. We don't focus on. We
0: yeah, right. We have. What, what, what is your
1: old adage? Tuesdays and Wednesdays are for baseball. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Um. Am I buying that they'll? St- yes. I am too. Because your twins are the most disappointing team in the American League. No doubt. Uh, I think they'll bounce. Back. But Trent, they're
1: six and what? Six and thirteen. 13-7. Uh, oh, the Twins? The Twins, yeah. 7-13. 7-13. Don't change them because they need them all. <laughs> yes, they do. Um, and it's a reverse mirror for the Royals. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think the Royals are going to stick around. I, I do, do, too. I think there's enough bats. Uh-huh. The, the pitching is good enough. Duffy's been incredible. Boy, was he good yesterday. Uh, yes, he was. And he's been good all season long. Depth-wise, you know, there's still guys that are down in the ranks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they have the pieces. And, again, this is just an assumption. I don't know. But if they are there, come July, isn't it time you open up your pocketbook? You've been <laughs> you've been tight the last few years. And yet, you've been yet going yet down through... to Kaufman. Is that what you mean? Right. Yeah. Well, I, I'm just saying at this point, if there's a free agent that makes sense. Oh, I see. You're talking about yeah okay. that that kind of money. Mm. Does that make sense to to spend? The revenue is going to be different this year. I understand all that, but it's been a team that has not spent for really four years now. Mm-hmm. Got to figure there's got to be some money sitting yeah, in the back pocket. Absolutely. Look around the couch cushions and say, yeah, we can uh-huh. take on this contract for the rest of the year, whatever it may be. You don't want to mortgage your future, obviously, because still, you look around the Royals even in competition with some of the other elite teams. Well, Trent, there's no Dodgers. There's there's no Padres
0: in mm-hmm. the in the American League, I, I think the American League is wide at least twenty games into it, and that's where we are right now. So maybe it's time to stop saying, "Well, it's early." I get that. Um, when when is that cutoff? <laughs> yeah, right? Do you have to turn the calendar? Is it Memorial to Day?
1: May? Yeah, that's the first
0: checkpoint. I think. I
1: think that's the last time you can say it's early. Yeah. Probably so.
0: Anyways, uh, good for the Royals, good for their fan base. White Sox are, I, I, you know what? I should be. That wasn't fair. The White Sox. White Sox had a good weekend. They did, and they propelled themselves right up the uh, right up the standings again. So. Do what
1: you're supposed to do against the Rangers, mm-hmm, right? You yep. sweep them. Yep, yep. You can do that against the Pirates. Royals did the same against the uh, against Tigers, the yeah. lowly Tigers. Yeah.
0: Um incredible theater in baseball with with the Padres and the Dodgers, Trent. And now we've seen them play, was it seven times now? Three game Mm -hmm. last week and four game this weekend. Comeback last night by the Padres. Of course, Trevor Bauer, Fernando Tatis. I think it's great for the game. I really and truly do. I also don't believe for a minute now, I don't – Alex Rodriguez to me – Is he's terrible, (laughs) and I didn't, and I was okay with him before, but maybe the more I listened closely to him, the surgeon tries to set him up, and he doesn't say anything. I know he just he he said last night, perfect example. Now I'd rather talk about um, he. Well, you know what? I could we. I don't want to waste time on Alex Rogers. The only thing I'll say about him is when he was asked, because Bauer now accusing Tatis of stealing signs, right? right? And I agree with Alex Rodriguez, who spent a lot of time in batter's boxes. You may be looking down, but you're not going to see the sign. Now, the catcher, what you're looking for is the catcher to maybe move too soon Mm -hmm. so you have an idea of location. Now, this pitcher still has to hit the glove, which Major League pitchers normally do, but not all the time. Uh, But the theater, the rounding the bases, the Trevor Bauer, the tatis stuff back and forth, I think it's great for baseball. I really do. I know there's a lot of, you know, old school. Um, not as many players out there, uh, but old school fans who don't like that part of it. There's some stuff that I still can't wrap my arms around. Speaking of wrap my arms around, um, Alzolay and, and Rizzo at home at first base the other night in a tie ball game or a close ball game. Yeah, maybe you want to give them the, uh, the fist pump, but do you really want to give them a hug at first base? Yeah. Apparently they did
1: and they did. So, um, but I thought it was great theater. I really did. I'm right there with you. I never anticipated that Friday night, that's what I'd be watching. Mm-hmm. Saturday night, that's what yep. I'd be watching. And then, of course, last night, I got to it. It was 7-1, but I just had it on and then saw the comeback and yeah. saw them chipping away, chipping away, doing the 7th, 2 in the 8th, two, 2 in the ninth, And the extras, they went. We've talked about it before now, but the runner on second base. That's great. It is excellent. Yeah, and, and you know what? In a game that you don't have any real skin in, sure. It takes it to another level. Yep. And Be- you know what? I think it's probably a 50-50 split. I don't think that is as
0: universally loved as you and I both believe it is. Because mm-hmm. we're both totally on board with this. Right. But there's still a lot, there's a lot of former players. No, this is a, this isn't baseball. You know another thing that's out there and I and there's some I think really good, really bright people. And maybe I'm the dummy. And <laughs> I shouldn't say that. I'm not calling these people dumb for their take.
1: I don't get the Madison Baumgartner. Give them a no hitter. Come on. Pitch seven innings. Can't do it. You can't. It's something different than a nine-inning. Do you know how many pitchers lost no-hitters in the eighth inning? In the ninth in- yes. Nolan
0: Ryan lost 20. I saw a stat this morning. Nolan Ryan lost 20-something no-hitters in the eighth. What are you supposed to do? Go back and give him credit uh, for th- those no-hitters? And everybody else that's pitched a no-hitter through seven? no hitter through 7 that's right, that happens all the time, and now you want to give
1: Bumgarner one because, okay, the game was only seven innings, mm-hmm. but it's not a nine-inning game. Right. It is, it's an official game, yes, absolutely, and I understand that argument, but it's its own category, right, just dude. like... A perfect game is its own category. That is different mm-hmm. than a no-hitter. Do we go do we go back and we find
0: all these games that got rained out after five in its official game? Right. Oh, you get a no-hitter, and you get a
1: no-hitter. Exactly. You can't go back and change that. This is a separate category. And now baseball, as it evolves, as rules change, you have to evolve and change with it. Yes, he threw a no-hitter. Mm-hmm. A seven-inning no-hitter. Right. And nobody guards their records. No mm-hmm.
0: sport guards right. their records, holds them to a, as high of a, well, except for the home run record, <laughs> um, than baseball, right? I mean, ba- records in baseball, hand in hand, we know those. We don't know, are very few. Give me an NBA record. Give me an NHL
1: on Gretzky. Um, Give me a. But what's the number?
0: Right. That's just it, right?
1: What do you have, thousand some Uh, points? Yeah. Right. Oh, I saw Patrick Marlowe
0: last week. By the way, that's an amazing stat. That Patrick Marlowe from the San Jose Sharks played more NHL games than anyone in history. Really? Passed it last week, 1,700. More than Gordie Howe. Gordie Howe played into his 50s. Right. He (laughs) truly did. Yeah. I know. Yeah. That's into his fifties, but Patrick Marlowe, I can see the audience. I can hear. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, well, for me,
1: I kind of know the name, but yeah, that's just the shark, right? Journeyman. <laughs> no, he's a good place. Good player. Yeah. Um, but
0: you know, he plays in San Jose and he plays in the right. NHL, but the remarkable feat anyways. Uh, So
1: baseball was good with the exception of your twins. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's wrong? A little of everything. Um, the thing that's frustrating, certainly losing two out of three to a, a bad Pirates team. You know, they played better, I think, than mm-hmm. people anticipated. They're 500, right? I think they are. Let me look. You're trying to dig yeah, yourself 11, 11. out of a hole. You can't lose two out of three at home right. to the Pirates. Right. You're six games under. You are six games back of the Royals. And you mentioned the White Sox are finally figuring mm-hmm. it out themselves. It's getting early late here, as Yogi <laughs> Bear like to say. It, it feels that way already. Now, they've been without... It's the other way around, isn't it? It's getting late early. It's getting late early, yeah. I think so. Anyway. <laughs> I messed up a yogiism. Maybe I said it right then. Simmons will be back, the shortstop. Uh-huh. And... And he's COVID, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. That will be a huge help. Because the defense alignment... I mean, going back to the Thursday game against Oakland yeah. and, and the throwaway, which is right. just absolutely disastrous. But they're trotting out Jorge Polanco. Yeah, he was an all-star shortstop a couple of years ago. He's not good defensively. And now his stick is terrible, too. We are playing him at short. And Donaldson, you can't play every day. Nope. And now you're putting in guys that, frankly, defensively don't deserve. You got El Tratuda, the, uh, the turtle over there at first base. Mm-hmm. Williams Astadito. Uh, the guy looks like he's five, six. He's mm-hmm. not a major league first baseman. And on and on and on. Watching them, it's not a matter of, they're just out there flailing away. They're down 0-1 and just a weak grounder. They're squaring things up. They're getting in good hitter's counts but they're not coming up with those big hits. And maybe that's more scary than it's just a stretch where they are flailing and you know it'll come around because they're taking good at-bats. They're just not getting hits out of it. That's where my concern lies, and that's where I go that as talented as I believe this team is, maybe it's not going to come back. Mm -hmm. If you're having good at-bats – and you're still not getting hits, Right, that's a bigger problem than you're just having a bad stretch where you're, you're just not coming up with contact. They've dug themselves
0: a hole, Trent. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about that. I, I do want to say one of my highlights from the
1: weekend. DeGrom was
0: unbelievable Friday night. Just amazing. He really and truly was. Mm-hmm. I mean, what a craftsman. Half of his outs this year are via strikeout. I think it's 49.5 of the outs that's that he's recorded is. have come by the K. Which is amazing. Here's one of the other takeaways from the weekend of baseball. Listening to the Marquee Network yesterday, what a treat. Did you see who called the game? I did not. Pat Hughes. Oh, really? Now, I don't know where Shambi was. Yeah. Um, maybe he had Sunday Night Baseball on ESPN. Maybe. Could have been, yeah. I, d- I didn't hear know. the radio call, so. Um, but Pat Hughes, I think was the first time ever he's moved over from radio to television. That's surprising in its own right. Trent, they got to do what they can to keep. It, it was such a good listen. Mm-hmm. Now I don't listen to a lot of Cubs games because they're on TV,
1: right? Yeah, um, you're not somebody that's in your car. True, your other job, you're I'm working in th- your office, precisely in front of the TV. Yeah. Um, But boy,
0: what a treat. He is such a good, he's smooth, professional. He's done, he's how long has he been the voice of the Cubs on radio?
1: 25 years. It has to be, right? Yeah. I mean, it certainly goes back to the 90s. No, it, oh, for sure. And you know what?
0: You're probably, that's probably a pretty good guess. 25, 28, somewhere in that area. Such a great listen. Him and JD, Jim DeShays, as Trent and I have both said. Yes, so I get it. Change is difficult, and you're, you're slow to come around a lot of times. But we've never been uh, really on the sh- uh, Boog Shambi bandwagon. But Pat Hughes yesterday was phenomenal. Hi, Heather. 1995. Way, stop for 1995. Put yep. you stop for a second. Turn Heather's mic on. Yep. Trent, Can you? How, how, what was Friday like for you guys?
2: It was great. Was it? Yeah. Good. A lot of people, lot of showed, people up. showed up. Yep.
0: Awesome. Um,
2: About four thousand raised.
0: Good for you. Yeah. I mean that that you had to be happy with that number, right?
2: I was. And there were, some of it was a surprise. I mean, Beer Can Alley had already said that they were going to uh, kick back the profits from the bar. Nice. And then, you know, is he Teddy Hawley owns that, right?
0: Yes. He seems like a good dude.
2: He is. Is he is he a local guy? Yep. Went to, did he grew up here? I think so, yeah. yeah. that's
0: good. Yeah, I don't I don't know. You were in a contest with Yeah,
1: him. yeah. With Bet Rivers,
0: right? Yeah, or the Bet Rivers contest. So so that's awesome. Uh Travis's son
2: Owen. Yep, he's uh, he's great. Is he
0: really? Good for And
2: uh, it was funny because Owen played another concert the next night where all of his friends were there. Yeah. And they already know his songs. Yeah. Uh, because he plays a lot of original music. That's something that maybe people didn't realize. It's not just like a kid that learned how to play guitar going up there playing covers. He was playing some original music, That's too. Good. And I think the more he plays around here, uh-huh. maybe the more people get familiar with the songs, there'll be a... Sing along here in Des Moines too.
0: Well, so is he try? Is he moved over because he's obviously they're from Omaha, right? Is he going to be playing a lot of well gigs?
2: One reason why I wanted to get him on the calendar early is uh, because of you know Travis talking about him. There is some interest in booking yeah. him around here, awesome. but. I think, you know, obviously for the most part, since he is based in Omaha, that a lot of the shows will be around there. But I think he'll be venturing over here occasionally.
0: Good, good, good. Hey, before you stopped in, we were talking about Pat Hughes. Pat Hughes did the television broadcast yesterday. Boy, he's a good listen. Yeah. He's such a good listen.
2: Honestly, that was, you know, I I had somebody tweet at me that uh, Major League Baseball is considering letting these regional sports networks, like having people, cord cutters, subscribe or be able to facilitate some way to do that. And I was like... Honestly, what I've rediscovered during not having the Marquee <laughs> oh, Network yeah. is Pat Hughes on yeah. the radio.
0: Oh, he was good, man. He was really good because we're, we're we're slow to the Boog, or late to the Boog Shambi party. I am I'm not too, sure and I,
2: I haven't heard much of him because, again, I'm not going out of my way to yeah. find the Marquee Network if the Marquee Network isn't going to find a way to right. get to me. But yeah, and, and Travis had said the same thing too, that maybe Boog is having a hard time embracing the... The home team mm-hmm. strategy, or mm-hmm. you know, like he's, he still sounds like he's on a national he does. broadcast. That's very
0: true. Yeah, and he's
2: slow to embrace that. Yeah, you can be a homer. Mm-hmm. The Cubs are paying. Yeah, you. Yeah, that's what they want. The marquee networks <laughs> paying you.
0: Precisely. Uh, well, good. I'm glad that uh, that Friday night was a huge event. Now you said you might have some more stuff coming up. Yeah, nothing firm yet, or
2: uh, some dates maybe. Uh, it's nothing that I can talk about right now, especially since I don't have my notes in front of me. But gotcha. yes. More on the way.
0: Good. Well, I'm glad it was a success. Thank you for stopping in,
2: and thanks you and Trent for your uh, support. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Happy
0: to do so, and we'll do so in the weeks ahead. All right. Thanks, Ken. Yeah. Good seeing you. Have a good week. Uh, all right, Trent. So that we're underway on a Monday. What else did we did we miss anything from over the weekend? Mm-hmm.
1: Volleyball. Did you get into you know, the national
0: championship at all? Congratulations to him. Right. My, you know, my biggest takeaway on that and on DMAC was, mm-hmm. and it, this is just kind of the lull before we need the i Cubs back in right. town. Uh, watching one of the so last night uh, before the Sunday night baseball comes on, I I flipped over to the end well, about I don't know ten minutes to six. I flipped to KCCI because I wanted to see what's on coming up on sixty minutes. If there's anything that interests me, do I record it? And I saw the the local sports Reister was in right. It just goes to show you that if there's such a kind of a lack, right, mm-hmm. <laughs> that their big story was DMac basketball again. Congratulations Absolutely, to him. Yeah, But that's not going to lead very many sports casts yeah.
1: throughout the other 364 days of the year. When, I, when Iowa State are playing basketball or right. football or Anything. women's basketball, yeah, it's yeah. not
0: going to be on there. And then they did the, uh, the Grandview uh, volleyball chat. I did see that. What's his name? Felix, the player of the year for Grandview.
1: Good God those guys are athletes they really they truly are watch a little bit of the women's championship on the D1 side with Kentucky uh getting their national championship against Texas really the biggest thing I wanted to see Bobby Peterson the longtime you and I women's coach for volleyball her daughter plays for Texas big she was a big national recruit went to Texas and of course didn't get the national championship so mm-hmm. just cool to see some girl that played at Dyke New Hartford <laughs> playing for a national championship don't see that very often no, so indeed watch a little of that but uh got a couple other things here we got some breaking news what do you got First of all, the schedules are out for Iowa high school football coming up for 2021-22. They were released just about 20 minutes ago. The biggest thing that I always look for, okay, and I'm sure I'm not alone for Valley just... Valley Yes. Normally, week two, week three, mm-hmm. something. There's it's a, been week one. It has. Yep. This year, week eight. What? Dowling Valley, October fifteenth, because eight of not is a nine week schedule. It is, yep, for five A. Everybody right. else will be an eight week schedule week and an extra eight. Yes. Week eight. What's behind that? The change that they're doing basically the different groupings that they have put together and the way the schedule goes, it's it's not the old district format that it mm-hmm. was in the past. It's now these groups and because of that a little more flexibility. So instead of seeing it, eh, it's still working out some kinks sometimes get to see this late in the year and how many times do we week eight and week nine how bad no, some of the matchups are
0: fair that's fair
1: that's a good side of the, of the uh, debate so we get valley dowling in week eight we get ankeny at waukee northwest in week eight week eight looks to uh, be shaping up pretty good when's ank ank ankeny versus ankeny centennial that'll be week two how about this waukee year. waukee 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 for that the first one, time ever yes will be not on the schedule uh, there's a mistake. Not on the schedule. Interesting. Wonder uh, the reasoning behind that. Mm. Don't want to do that right away. I would guess uh, that would be the thought process behind it. Seems like a missed opportunity. You remember that first Ankeny Ankeny Centennial? Oh gosh, game? yeah, it was a big story in town for the build up out. for that yep. one. Was absolutely huge. A lot of good games here, so I'm going to start digging in and You're putting your schedule putting together the schedule. What, for 2021. Give me so when does week one start? Are they playing in August? August 27th will okay. be week one. Um, all the way through again, nine weeks regular season for five A now. Remember, it's five A yeah. for the extra class that is in here. The other classes will play eight weeks of a regular season and an extra round of playoffs for them. So 16 teams will qualify in 5A, 32 teams in the other classes. Uh, Southeast Polk Centennial wins that game. Oh, that is a good one. Let's get uh, scroll down. Ankeny Centennial, Week (laughs) 8. That one uh, will be at Centennial. Sounds like Week 8's got a little bit There's a lot of juice in (laughs) in Week 8. Centennial plays Waukee Northwest in Week 7. I like that we have some... More interesting games later in the year. Cause yeah, there's... I'm kind
0: of torn because I love the. F- I'd like watching Valley Dowling to get a sense of where both teams are, sure. and then the comparison at the because inevitably, well, mm-hmm. most year, a lot of years, they're going to collide at some point in the playoffs. Um, that's really interesting. W- is Week Nine a bummer?
1: Uh no, there's good ones there. Yeah. Dowling goes to Walkie, so okay. it, there's still good games there. But Week One, how about this? Southeast Polk played for the championship a year ago gets Dowling Catholic coming in in week one. We know Dowling's always good. Southeast Polk, with all that talent, they have returning this year. And remember last year, both those teams had an open date as there were cancellations. Southeast Polk tried to schedule Dowling. Dowling was not playing very well at the time. They said, no thanks. And they get them week week one. Now week one, Dowling at Polk. Uh, so were you expecting this schedule today? Uh, I got a heads up from somebody that officiates saying that it was supposed to be released this morning. And uh, yeah, it just came out 20 minutes ago. So going to be digging through that this afternoon. That'll be fun taking a peek at <laughs> what we have coming up this fall. And, the uh, high yeah. school schedule's out before the NFL schedule. Yeah. <laughs> Jumping out in front of, uh, in and front of That's things.
0: two weeks. What did we say? It's, it's the Wednesday,
1: May 12th, 12th? I think so. Yeah, that sounds right. Wednesday, May 12th. And one NFL other uh, breaking news yes. story. Mark Farley has gotten a contract extension with you and I through the 2026 season. Not sure what his contract if it was coming down to the end, but announced that they have extended that one out. Obviously a very difficult year this year. Yeah, sure. He had two major opt-outs too mm-hmm. that are going to be hearing their name called this week in the mm-hmm. NFL draft. So that impacted them. You wonder if they can get healthy though, get that quarterback situation completely figured out. I think they got a still a pretty good chance of being pretty good at coming up this fall. Let's just get a normal fall in front of us. Well, I
0: know, Trent, that they will play Iowa State extremely tough in week number one because they always do, and Mm -hmm. for whatever reason, Campbell's team's kind of... Struggle out of the gate in, in week number one. Uh, it's 1025. It's time for a keyword. Frank Schwab on the NFL. We're going to do a good NFL hit. I'm guessing we'll probably do a number of those as we inch our way to Thursday. I can't wait for it. I, I can't wait uh, for this draft uh, coming up here on Thursday, at least week around n- number one, and then two, three on Friday, and then full blower on Saturday. By the way, Saturday's Kentucky Derby Day. Mm-hmm. We'll do something on the Derby with um, Dick Girardi uh, at some point, maybe late in the week. Uh, time for another $1,000 home run. You ready for it? I am, Trent. Enter if the you keyword. you are going to get away with looking at signs. Emotions. Did he get another one? Did he get another one? Yes, he did. Oh, man. This dude is unbelievable. Uh, No peaky that time. I mean, you want to talk about a prime time player. You cannot take your eyes off him. You can't stop talking about him. Baseball royalty.
1: There it is. Tatis' fifth home run. Unbelievable. Over three days. I thought he was going to be out for the year. Wasn't there speculation it that felt there was... that it was trending that direction? Ah, unbelievable.
0: Glad he's not. Good mm-hmm. for the game. This rivalry has been fantastic. And it's cliche, but it's true. They don't like each other. And that's good for baseball. Anyways, Trent, I I, I stepped all over that. I forgot about the fact we we're gonna add an actual home run call. So enter the keyword Sports. Not well, figures. That easy. Uh, sports at KXNO.com. Your chance to get a thousand dollars. Sports. At KXNO.com, Frank Schwab on the NFL Draft. He is next. It's 1460 KXNO 107. Welcome back. Just past 10.30 on a Monday's, we take you up until noon. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 on the AM dial, 106.3 FM. As promised, time to talk to our friend Frank Schwab, YahooSports.com, part of the shutdown corner. It is going to be a fascinating, I think, entire first round, but uh, all eyes on the first 10 picks. Could there be five quarterbacks? Well, I think there will be. It was just what order are they going to go in? And Frank joins us. Frank, Trent, Ken, as always, thank you for coming on, Frank Schwab. Bob, how are you?
3: Doing good. How about you guys?
0: Doing well. You know, we're disappointed in one respect here in Iowa um, that we can't. I was one of the states that does not allow betting on the uh, NFL draft. I, I think we'll ah. get to it at some point. I mean, we're, we've had sports for about what is it? Almost, almost two years mm. or two years this summer. So, um, but we can't bet on the draft. How big is this becoming, Frank?
3: I don't think it's huge. You know, the people who enjoy doing it, uh, it but, uh, <laughs> uh, maybe a lot of bets. I think that it's not like Super Bowl Sunday or anything. I mean, obviously, I don't think you you would think that. But it's one of those, I think that it's growing. I think it's fun for a lot of people. I don't think it's doing a huge, huge handle like, you know, uh, I mean, you know, playoff games or a tournament or, or any of the big events. But I do think it's growing. You know what it's pretty fun to throw a few bucks on you know where who mac jones gonna be a third pick i mean it's stuff like that it it does get fun and it it adds some spice to an event that everybody's watching everybody's commenting on everybody has an opinion on so it almost it, it lends itself pretty well to just hey yeah i i really i think these The 49ers are nuts and Mac Jones stinks. I'm going to take, you know, uh, the 20 bucks on Justin Fields
1: to go third. It's fun to keep an eye on this. Of course, number one, Trevor Lawrence right now is minus 10,000, minus 5,000 for Zach Wilson going number two. Number three is where it gets interesting. So, Frank, uh, take a trip here to the Connick Casino. I got a free $100 bet for you. What are you going to do? Mac Jones, the favorite, minus 170. Justin Fields plus two sixty or Trey Lance at three to one. I mean,
3: just odds wise, I think Trey Lance would be where I'd go with that. Just because I believe it's down to I I, I believe the reports and I think it's going to be Mac Jones. I, I truly, as I sit here right now, there are a lot of respected guys who report that the 49ers love Mac Jones and he's he's the Apple, Kyle Shannon. guy. And, you know, I mean, guys like you know, Peter King, who's done this for a lot longer than me, his mock draft today had Mac Jones three. I do believe that. But I think there's enough mystery with it that throwing a dart on uh, Trey Lance might be the play. Because I do think we've gotten to a point where we, it, it's just a mystery. We don't know. We don't, I don't know particularly. I think the 49ers know, but I'm not positive they know. I'm not, oh, I'm sure the 49ers have made their absolute final ultimate choice on who they're going to pick at three. As crazy as that sounds, people say, how could you trade it up? I think that the reasonable scenario is this that the 49ers are sitting there. They want a quarterback. They realize that none of the quarterbacks are going to get to them in their original draft. They look and they say, we know Lawrence is going one. We know Wilson's going two. We're comfortable with any of the other three quarterbacks, even though we're not fully On board with who we want out of those three. We're going to keep going to pro days. We're going to keep grinding film. We'll figure it out. But if we have the third pick, we take whoever we want. We we don't have to sit at. We'll have to sit where we are and and really not think anybody can be there. So I think the 49ers could have, theoretically, done this big trade to move up to three, knowing, hey, we're going to get one of these three guys. We might not know exactly who we want, but we like all three of these guys in general, and we'll figure out which one we like best come draft day.
0: Frank, we're going to call you right back. We're having trouble with your cell. Um, we're going to call you right back, oh. uh, if, if that's sure. okay. Uh, we'll call you right back. Frank Schwab, com. This is too good. I don't want to um, lose some of the stuff. Uh, cause Frank follows this very closely. He's also into the sports wagering aspect of, um, Adyahu Sports. He's one of their sports wagering guys, so. Look, I'm disappointed we can't do that here in the state of Iowa. I, I do think that this is catching on uh, around the states that have legalized it. It's it's again, it's a growing product right now. But like Frank like Frank said, it's um, you know, you might want to throw a couple of bucks. Which of the Alabama receivers, Smith mm-hmm. or Waddle? I'm sure that somebody has that prop out there. Let's get Frank right back in here, uh, Frank. Uh, uh, thanks, thanks for um, you know uh, placating us here and uh, just oh, giving okay. us a couple of minutes. 'Cause we don't want to miss any of this content. So I, I want to go to the Cincinnati Bengals at number five because they're in a I think they're in a good spot. I'm gonna assume that Pitts has gone at four. I think Atlanta's going to take four. Um so but then what does Cincinnati do? They love Chase, they Penny Sewell seems to make a lot of sense. Where does Cincinnati go with five?
3: You know, as I sit here, I, I'm just look, the Bengals are a weird franchise, we kinda know that. I can't imagine they just sit there and take a guy if, if, if teams, teams have got to be calling up for quarterback, right? Like, you know, you think Pitts is going for it. I think that's very reasonable. I think Fields is going for to somebody, mm. whether it's Atlanta or somebody to trade up. And if I'm, uh, whoever it's going to be, there's going to be three, four other teams that realize. Oh my God! The game of musical chairs is down to one chair, and we need to we need to go up and get this guy. We can't screw around anymore because we know the Broncos, Washington, Patriots. We know these teams are trying. Yeah. So all of a sudden, you know, no matter who goes for, I think the Bengals' phone is ringing off the hook at five, and I just can't imagine them. Uh, although again, we're a franchise, I can't imagine the Bengals sitting there saying you know what? Penny Sewell is worth passing on multiple first-round picks. I just can't imagine it. So I think the Bengals move down. I know they haven't done that a lot. I know they have some needs they need to fill. But I think for a team like the Bengals, who's still clearly in a rebuild, even though they have Burrow now, I think that they trade down to the Broncos, who have to want to be in the quarterback mix. Or, like you said, the Patriots. Why wouldn't they want to move up if Justin Fields is still around? So... I think no matter what happens at four, I think the Bengals, I think it would be really almost irresponsible for them to trade down. I think that's the way to go for them.
1: You know, quarterback obviously is always a a huge conversation piece. I love cornerback, though, in this draft, and and I think a big reason of it are the names, Asante Samuel Jr., Patrick Sertain II, J.C. Horn, all guys that dad play in the NFL. Out of that group, you can throw Newsom from Northwestern in there, Farley, yeah. yeah. Who's the guys, or maybe the top two for you out of that cornerback group?
3: Yeah, and I'm not going off the floor. is is uh he's going to be good. He's going to be a really, really good corner. And then J.C. Horn brings in everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the two guys stand but Head and shoulders above the rest. But yeah, it's, really, it's also makes us all old, right? But when we're hearing yeah. like all the oh, Santé Samuel Junior is in the draft, really? Like you got to do that to me right now, make me feel like an old man. Great, but there's a it's a weird deal this year with a lot of guys, a lot of brand name players from you know, ten to twenty years ago whose kids are coming up, and it makes it so much fun. But yeah, I think Sertan is a. I think he could be a top 10 guy and maybe the first defensive player taken in a kind of a weak defensive class. And then I think Horn is a great, you know, fallback option for like the Eagles, any cornerback help, or even the Broncos who. I don't know. I don't know what I don't really know what they're doing. I don't know what their new GM George Payton is kind of a wild card. So I, I don't know what they're doing. But if they want to just stay at nine and take best player available, I can see them taking JC Horn. And they need some cornerback help, some defensive help. So yeah, it is a good cornerback draft, I think. And, and those two stand out to me.
0: So let me uh, piggyback on Denver, and, and admittedly, and that that's my team. But I know I'm not the only one in Des Moines, so I don't feel bad asking you a Broncos question. Uh, is there a chance, Frank? Is, you know, I they could cornerback. I mean quarterbacks I guess conceivably could be there could be five of them gone in the first five or six picks but is there a chance Denver could stay at 9 and one of them could fall into their lap and if one does who's the most likely of the big 5 to fall
3: Yes and that that's a, the Broncos are a fascinating team I mean this past week George Payton, their new GM, said, I haven't made any calls to move up. Who knows if that's true? And I I don't think it's true, but maybe. uh, That indicates to me that it's not that expensive to move up from nine to six, nine to five. I I think you could get a deal done there where you could get the guy you want. Uh, I think the, the quandary for the Broncos is this, is that, look, since Manning retired five years ago, I don't think a... But the minute and a half has gone by on Sports Talk Radio out here where they're not discussing quarterback position. It is constant. Like, that's all people want to talk about here is what those quarterback is. They have not figured it out. I'm sure they want to get off the merry-go-round at some point. But what if you don't love the guy who falls? And I I think the guy who might fall, I, 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 because I think Max going three, I think Trey Lance is the guy who might fall to you at nine. What if you don't love Trey Lance? Well, it's reasonable to say, hey, there's a guy who did it against FCS competition, he doesn't have a ton of experience. We just don't love him. If you draft a quarterback in the top ten, you—that's your guy. Like you can't. There's no going back. Like you are—you are—are married to that guy. And I, what if you don't love him? And I think that that's the quandary there for for George Payton to say, I'm a new GM. I don't necessarily want to start off my reign with a guy. I don't love a quarterback, but the the flip side to that, oh my goodness, what if you get it wrong? What if Trey Lance goes ten and he becomes the next, you know, the the next you're the next team that passed on Mahomes and Watson mm-hmm. when you know that season? You know, I it's 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 so tough. It is so tough. I can't imagine the Broncos don't draft a quarterback at nine if one falls to them. But who knows? I, we just don't. George Payton is a total wild card. We could we could guess on Elway because he had a track record. This guy's a blank slate, and I, I really don't know his M.O.
1: yet. Let's go from Ken's team to my team. The Bears, sitting at 20, there's an opportunity uh-huh. maybe for them to move up and to go after quarterback. Is that likely in your mind? Pace went for the fences and struck out looking with uh, Mitchell Trubisky in 2017. Do you see that happening again, or do you think they're just going to stay back and try to hit doubles?
3: I, I don't. As I sit here, I think we have to – we don't kind of handicap this enough. These are human beings who want to keep their jobs, mm-hmm. right? Like, we, we all like to think in this prism of what's the best for the Bears. Ryan Pace is thinking about what's the best for Ryan Pace. And that's not even a – human, I guess. He knows, Matt Nagy knows, if they don't – they have some kind of reason for the Bears to keep them around another year. They're gone. They're they're not getting another year if it's seven to nine in the quarterback situation is just Andy Dalton and nothing. So if there's one team that's just going to be like I talked about. You know, if quarterbacks go 1-3-4 and then all of a sudden a five teams are like, oh my God, we need to go up and get them now. The Bears fit that bill. The Bears are the type of team that I could see saying. Here's number 20. Here's our next first. What else do you want? We'll give you whatever you need. We need to get a quarterback because if you're Ryan Pace, you need to show some ownership at the end of the year to say, we are going in the right direction. Look, you know, maybe we went seven and nine, but Trey Lance played really, really well the last eight games of the year. And that's our, and that convinces them to keep you around. I think that this is, you almost have to have that mindset of the Bears. If, if you go, you know, six and ten and Andy Dalton's your quarterback and you get fired over that. You're going to have regrets the rest of your life. <laughs> truthfully. Like that's, that's true. And so I can see the Bears. Who knows? Maybe they're not going to get it done because nobody wants to go all the way down to 20. I can see the Bears being one of those teams that's just almost writing a blank check uh, to, to move up into the top five, six, seven to get that quarterback.
0: Frank Schwab, Yahoo Sports, a couple more minutes. Frank, who's the faller in this draft that a month ago was, you know, was a top ten pick and now finds himself sliding, you know, into the teens? Uh, who's the faller this year?
3: And it's I could see Devonte Smith. I don't mm. think so, but when you think about a guy who I think he just weighed one hundred sixty-six pounds, 67. like that was what he weighed at some pro day or something like that. Uh, NFL teams, you you NFL teams often are just stuck in groupthink. They really are. They they would rather be wrong doing the conventional thing than try to be right doing something crazy. And the conventional thing is not drafting a 166 pound receiver in the top half of the first round. It's just not what teams do. Like they they have certain ideals of positions and they can't see. You know, Devontae Smith just tore up the SEC, and maybe it doesn't matter how much he weighs. He's a really, really good football player. So I could see a scenario anyway in which teams just decide uh, this guy's—he's just too thin to be a top 10 pick, top 12 pick, and then it just keeps going down and down and down, and he ends up being a steal for somebody. I don't think he's going to. I don't think he's going to fall to like 20 or anything, but I could see him dipping a little bit more than we expect. And then the other guy is his teammate. We we talked about Mac Jones. I think Mac Jones is going three, but what if he doesn't? What, mm-hmm. if, what if the 49ers say, no, nah, we're going to take Trey Lance? This is a guy who I haven't heard really anything to the contrary. It seems that the 49ers are really the only team that believes he's that good. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, we haven't heard, right? Like, I haven't heard one thing to say, oh, yeah, the 49ers were smart to move to three because NFL teams are really, really high on Mac Jones, and if he doesn't go three, he's going to go four to the Falcons. Like, that hasn't happened. If Mac Jones doesn't go three, could he go 20, 21? Like, 15 to Patriots? I don't, it, right, exactly. Like, Yeah, maybe the Patriots don't like him. We don't know. So (laughs) I think that the two Alabama guys, when you say that question, who could fall, I can see Devontae because of the size thing. And I can see Mac just because the 49ers go in a different direction. And then, you know, Mac goes from like being talked about as a number three pick for two months to just, you know, nobody else really thinks of him as a top 10 guy.
1: Shades of Aaron Rodgers uh, way back. when. That worked out pretty well. Yeah, yes, it did. Yeah. Final for the thing, Niners. Final thing to me, uh, for me, the Chiefs, our neighbors to the south. Their big trade late last week. Orlando Brown coming in to play tackle for them. Big deal. Your thoughts and your takeaway with the Chiefs and Ravens, two of the uh, stalwarts of the AFC, doing business together.
3: Yeah, I found it interesting. I think it's the right move for the Chiefs. Look, you know what you're getting out of Orlando Brown. is known commodity. You're not messing around with somebody you're drafting at 31 to protect Patrick Mahomes. You're saying, you know what? Uh, we're, the Chiefs are going to kind of be in this win-now mode for like years and years now. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're... You got Patrick Mahomes. You got the best player in the game. You want to maximize what you have with him. So I think they're always going to be aggressive, and I think this was the right move for them. And the Ravens, I'm fine with that too. I I think that the Ravens have always they always seem to lose talent, but they never care. They they're so good at drafting that it just doesn't matter when these guys leave. They just have somebody else to plug in, and then let's go. I, I thought it was a good move for both sides. I really like what the Chiefs have done to fix their offensive line. They don't have a top-ten line, I don't think. But they have a line that's good enough that you're feeling good going into the season. You've fixed your problem. Spend some money on Dooney. Spend some money on Brown. The salary cap's going to go up next year, I assume. So you're not really worried about the cap implications. I like the move from both teams. Uh,
0: and finally, Frank, if we don't get the uh, two other regional teams in here, we'll hear from their respective fan bases. Uh, it's hard to find a, a mock draft that doesn't have quiddy pay to the Vikings. And then if the Packers, at the end of the first round, I, I I take one of the Moors, whichever one you like, Elijah or Rondell. I think that would make Aaron Rodgers very happy. What about the Packers? What about the Vikings?
3: Yeah, Vikings are just in that mode of uh, they're just rebuilding uh, through the draft, you know, they they drafted a lot of defense last year, and I they're, they're just going to keep adding to that. I think they're they're not far off. I really don't think so. I think they hit a grand slam with Justin Jefferson. Nope. I think their offense was good enough last year. It's just their defense was really young, and I you, you assume Mike Zimmer wants to fix that. So I think whatever, yeah, whatever edge rusher they get down there, I think that's going to be their pick just to <laughs> kind of build back to the defense. And then, then he gets to the Packers, and I mean, after last year, who knows? Like, yeah, of course, I could sit here and mock draft a receiver to the Packers all day. It just makes a ton of sense to me that you wouldn't just keep ignoring that almost out of spite, it seems, <laughs> because everybody keeps saying they should draft. Last year, that's a quarterback, or running back, and a block. Back with their with their blocking H back with their first three picks. How can we tell what's going to happen this year? Who knows? Like I, I don't know. Like I I hope they get a like I sit here really no dog in the fight. I want the Packers to get a receiver because I want to see them try to really maximize what Aaron Rodgers has left and not just create this. Uh, You know, uh, kind of artificial uh, wall for Aaron Rodgers to bust through. Hey, we're gonna we're gonna give you Alan Lazard as your number two receiver. Not really any. We're gonna give you Mercedes Lewis as your tight end. Go go win another MVP. It doesn't need to be this hard. (laughs) It could have. I wish they would have drafted T Higgins last year. I wish they they drafted a receiver this year. I I just want to see them go all out and just yeah. It it's I'm a short NFL. (laughs) When you have a Rogers, uh, you just don't draft Jordan Love. Uh, so I don't know what the Packers are going to do. They're a complete wild card at this point.
0: Indeed they are. Frank Schwab, com. Frank, we know you have a busy week. Thanks for finding time for us. We appreciate it. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Good to talk to you. Frank Schwab, YahooSports.com. Apologize for the cell phone going in and out, yeah. but that's the world we live in. Too bad. I mean too bad because it's good content, not too bad for you. <laughs> uh, we will take a time out, come back, finish up the hour. Uh, it's Miller and Condon on 1460 KX and 0 and 1. It's fun you can bet on. Condon, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 on the FM dial. Good stuff from Frank Schwab on the NFL Draft. Scale of 1 to 10. 10 being you can't wait. Where are you on
1: this event? Four. Are you really? Yeah. All right. It's fine. Oh, well, I mean, when the team you root for is going to screw it up, doesn't yeah. really lead to a whole I lot of know. excitement.
0: It's true, but you see Hassel's piece on the NFL draft. Boy, he he did another of those vignettes or whatever (laughs) they are, and it came to Denver. And uh, and he's right. Elway's going to take the tallest quarterback in the draft, (laughs) (laughs) regardless if he. Al Al Davis is going to take the fastest player in the Uh draft, regardless if he can play or not. Elway, who's no longer in charge of the pick, think. Am I happy with that? I think so. Yeah, I think at this point you have to be. I think so. Anyways, uh, hour two coming up. We'll get into baseball. We'll recap that. We've got a poll question up. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do you or do you not? Like the uh, extra inning rule, uh, the fact that they do put a runner on second base. And this is only for the regular season. The playoffs go back to the way it is. Um, But for the regular season, i I think it's pretty good.
1: Uh, The poll results right now, yes, they do enjoy the rule with the runner starting on second base, 41% no at 59. The one tweak, I'd like to see at least one inning of normal baseball. Started in the 11th. I, I would be, I like it. I think I would like it more. If we get to the 10th, that's still normal. Mm-hmm. And then that next extra inning, go to the runner on second. That's the only Our, tweak I got. Though. Okay. Uh Hour
0: two coming up. Major League Baseball. We'll kick things off with Matt Snyder. CBS CBSSports.com. We'll recap the weekend. What a weekend it was. And then Scott Dockerman on college football. Are we headed towards an expansion of the playoff? Seems inevitable. When will it happen? The pros and the cons from Doc, who is a Part of a, a roundtable discussion with some of his brethren at the Athletic Hour Two, Millering Condon coming up on fourteen sixty KXNO and one hundred six point three FM.